0: This is Derek Rose Derek Rose. Derek Rose. This is Derek Rose of the Conscious Resistance. I'm here in Standing Run. That man is wanted in five different countries Chile, Argentina, Brazil. We've we'll been fighting a long time. We've all lost so very much so many loved ones gone. Don't you, fucking tease that horse? you are not alone. There are pockets of resistance all around the planet. We are at the brink. Above ah, all, stay alive. You have no idea how important. Hey everyone, this is Derek Rose with the Conscious Resistance Network, and today I have an update on my, I guess it has now become a full-on investigation into the recently developing situation in Utah County involving claims of ritualized child sexual abuse. Before I get into this, please let me know you can hear me okay, guys. If you can hear me, if I'm coming through loud and clear, we are live right now on Rockfin, on Odyssey, on um, DLive, and we are also live on Facebook. This will get posted later on BitShoot, on Minds, and of course on our website. So please support us if you can by going to our website, theconsciousresistance.com. Thank you for letting me know. The audio is okay. Go to the website, theconsciousresistance.com, guys. This is, uh, this is the place for finding all of my content. And uh, I really encourage you to do so because, well, if you want to make sure that you're going to see everything i'm reporting on including what's going on in uh, utah uh, you know my work on the finders and stories like this that have happened prior to this then i encourage you to visit theconsciousresistance.com check out um, all of my documentaries my recent blogs interviews etc etc you guys know the drill this is where you can find all of my content and we've redesigned the website recently to make it much more easier to find presentations books documentaries investigations Uh, the Holistic Self-Assessment course, just all kinds of stuff. So go check it out, guys. Bookmark it, Control-D. And if you are on social media, you can find us. All of our social media is listed right here. Float, Minds, Hive, Shoe, Odyssey, Pinecast. We're no longer on Patreon. You take that off. And, of course, we have a Telegram channel for myself and for uh, the Conscious Resistance. So, yeah, let's go ahead now and talk about how this all began. For those who have been following, I did this story last week, Utah County, sheriff's office announces investigation into ritualistic child sex abuse and i did a whole investigate a whole article on this we'll cover that in just a moment it's not going to be a rehash that's what this previous video did so if you're new here i'm not going to rehash too much go back and watch this video um this one based on this article right here utah county sheriff's office sets off debate with investigation into ritualistic child sex abuse now for those of you who might remember that um i've done work on this type of thing, I did a documentary in 2018 called Bringing Down Jeffrey Epstein. I did a documentary in 2019 called Who Will Find What the Finders Hide about this cult, this network that was involved in trafficking children and um, you know, transporting them in different parts of the world. And this case got exposed in the late 80s. It was demonized or kind of dismissed as the satanic panic, etc. And it went from being major news. You know headline news everywhere to then people being told oh there's nothing to see here everything's fine uh you know don't worry about this we all we made a big mistake there's no truth to these statements uh you know to these claims that is completely false and i documented that in the finders documentary well now here we are and we have an investigation where a county sheriff is actually claiming that they have evidence and are investigating ritualistic child sexual abuse That is something that's worth reporting on. It's going to be ignored by most of the corporate mainstream, deadstream media, but we're not going to ignore it. We're going to talk about it. And as dark as a lot of this really is, and again, it is pretty dark, I find it extremely important and valuable to talk about. So this man, for those of you who are going to be watching this on the screen, on the right is Sheriff Mike Smith. And as we talked about, Mike Smith announced this investigation into ritualistic child sex abuse on May 31st. The man on the left side of the screen is... Utah County attorney, David Levitt, who also happens to be the younger brother of former governor of Utah, three-time governor, Michael Levitt, their father, Dixie Levitt, who is involved in the Levitt Group um, insurance brokerage firm, one of the largest insurance firms in the United States. Some powerful connected people and very much affiliated with the Church of uh, the christ of latter-day saints i apologize but the mormon church and that is not of course to say that all mormons are involved in this or even that mr levitt is involved in this we have no evidence of that but this is where things get weird and this is what we're going to focus on today david levitt and i do have the documents so let's uh let's get the pieces together here sheriff smith on the right he announces that they're investigating ritualistic child sex abuse utah county attorney david levitt on the left holds a press conference within days of that saying Hey, you know what? I found out I was named in these documents and they're going to accuse me of being a pedophile or excuse me, of being a cannibal, being a murderer. And that's not true. And he just kind of brought himself into the investigation out of nowhere, just spoke too soon, I think. And um, Sheriff Mike Smith has another press conference that says, hey, I don't know why he's bringing himself up or what he's talking about. And he even says uh, he's trying to distract. What we need to focus on is that I'm investigating claims and he believes he has evidence of ritualized child sexual abuse. He's like, I'm not talking about cannibalism. I'm not talking about murder. He, this guy is trying to distract you, right? So there's this kind of back and forth between the sheriff's office and the county attorney's office. Recently, there were a couple of um, updates that took place. Uh, I tweeted about them. Let's go to my Twitter account real quick. Um, specifically, you know, they're talking about it on the local level now, talking about the fact that they might investigate the sheriff's office because the county attorney is asking them to investigate him. Uh, the sheriff saying they need to investigate the county attorney. And this story just came out within the last couple of days from a local news station. It says courtroom audio sheds light on case at the heart of Utah County controversy. And this just has a few key points that I think are worth us uh, discussing. So they recap the whole situation that I discussed already. Um, then it goes into this. Now this is where things get weird. Okay. So Levitt himself, he brought up this case. He said, look, I mentioned, apparently I mentioned in the documents that the sheriff is using to lead his investigation. He was saying this case, which we haven't heard who's in this case. They won't name it. The local media won't name it. I'm going to name it and who's involved in the case tonight. And you can go look at the documents yourself and make up your own mind. Um, But I would ask you not to rush to judgment so we can, you know, hopefully get some, I don't know, maybe it's stupid to even think that there could be real authorities and, Utah County Sheriff's Police Department that'll actually do anything about it, but I'm hoping and praying for it. But they discussed this case that was filed in 2012 and later dropped in 2014. And so Levitt said, "Look, this has to do with an old case, and the case was dismissed because it's so crazy and because uh, nobody, you know, thought it had any merit to it." And so he was really downplaying. He was even claiming that the person who made this allegation, that includes David Levitt, was a tragically mentally ill person. So. Um, now that's what they're talking about here is that Levitt said that there was a 151 page document labeled as a victim statement that was connected to the 2012 case. And I'm about to show you guys that in just a moment. The statement names Levitt and more than a dozen others as part of a group alleged to have practiced ritualized sexual abuse of children. And I want to warn you guys, I should have done this already, but this is pretty intense stuff that we're going to cover here and it will be triggering to some of you. Um, so please just, yeah, you know, take your own precautions, but look, these local journalists actually did some, some real digging. They went and found the courtroom audio recordings from this case of 2012 and 2014 by the uh, investigators here. And it says they provide insight into the dismissal of the felony child sex abuse charges against a Utah County man. And it says in an effort to protect the privacy of the woman who came forward, we are not naming the man who is charged. Those charges were dismissed by my predecessor because the allegations were so untenable and unbelievable. David Levitt says, and again, David Levitt is the man who's at the kind of center of this whole case. Um, the County attorney who just stepped into the, you know, stepped into the proverbial shit and just said, Hey, me and my wife are named in those documents. And I'm here to say we are not cannibals. We're not murderers. And so he's saying the case that the sheriff is supposedly working on. This is the thing that car- the sheriff did, as I put in my article, did confirm that the case Levitt is mentioning is relevant and is part of their investigation. He didn't say the whole investigation is based on this one particular thing that Levitt's talking about, but he did say that it was related. And so Levitt is once, a, Levitt, the county attorney wants you to believe that the charges were so untenable and unbelievable. They were you know just insane by a tragically mentally ill person. He said that the allegations are 100% false. But then the news here says when he was pressed about the details surrounding the dismissal of the case, he admitted he had not reviewed the case himself. And he said he would uh, make the case available, files available to the extent that they are allowed under the law. And it says, according to online court records, the case was dismissed without prejudice, which means that it can you know, be re- refiled later. So, um, again, they make it clear. Levitt says that the previous county attorney before him dismissed the charges because they were so outlandish. And then here's the good juicy part. The journalists actually did some good work. They said Levitt's statement about the dismissal doesn't quite line up with what the attorneys actually said in court. So they got copies of the court hearings, um, which I'm trying to get myself. If anybody knows anything about this case, um, you know, they named the lawyer Sturgill, who is one of the attorneys, the defense attorney, uh, and involves a man named David um, Hamblin. Uh, So it says, quote, the allegations are some of the worst allegations of sexual abuse that I've come across in many years that I've been prosecuting these types of cases. And so that's what the guy prosecuting the case is saying. Like, these are some of the worst allegations of sexual abuse. But Levitt, the current county attorney, this man on the left, who's connected to all kinds of people, wants you to believe that that those allegations are outlandish. But in the court hearings, the attorney trying to prosecute them was saying that they are some of the worst allegations of sexual abuse. And even in that same hearing, the defense attorney who's representing the man, David Hamblin, uh, of who is charged with these allegations, which is connected to the current investigation by the Harris County Sheriff's Office. Even that attorney said, quote, if Mr. And they don't say his name, but his name's Hamblin, David Hamblin, is convicted of these charges. He will never see the light of day. I mean, these are he'll be there for the rest of his life in prison. That's from the transcript itself. Now, that sounds like both the prosecuting attorney and the defense attorney believe that the allegations, whether proven true or not, were so disturbing that he would be in prison for the rest of his life and he should be put away. Um, So neither attorney shared concerns during the hearing that they thought they were outlandish or unbelievable. Instead, they pointed to the several years delay in reporting by the alleged victim and difficulty in obtaining records. And that's the whole thing. This case was dismissed on a technicality, not because the man, David Hamblin, was ever found to not have done these dark and disturbing things, which we were about to go over in just a few moments, um, simply because As the attorney here says in the court records, quote, I'm getting resistance from the DCFS. Uh, That's not sure the abbreviation, but it's obviously it's a law enforcement or uh, court records. And then there's other medical records that we're having some trouble gathering. And a lot of it is due just to the age of this case. That's an extremely delayed disclosure. So the the actual court records, which, again, this um, this. this outlet here, KSL TV, the NBC station, or was this NBC, yeah, NBC station and Utah, it actually is doing some good work and they are staying on the case for Utah County. And yeah, they went back and listened to the audio recordings. They found the court transcripts and guess what? They don't line up with what this man, David Hamlin, the county attorney, who's preemptively telling you he's not a cannibal, preemptively telling you that him and his wife are not murderers. They don't line up with what he's claiming. He said, it's outlandish. It was dismissed because it's blah, blah. But these local journalists did some good digging and they found that guess what? He's full of it. That's not accurate. If we look at the actual court records of what they said, and again, guys, everything that I'm going over today, I will put in the description, in the, the uh, post on the website. It's not in the description that you're watching right now, but it will be linked at the So I hope that I am uh, making this clear to you guys uh, about this. Again, I encourage you to check out my website, the and look at the report I did just last week. But let's go into some more areas, okay? Let's let's Before we actually look at the records, the, remember what I've told you guys, and I'm trying to make this as simple as possible. The David Levitt, the county attorney who's being accused, said that there was a 151-page document labeled victim statement number three. I have that victim statement now. Uh, I have the entire case file about David Hamblin and all, the victim statements and the people who are accusing him and other people in the Mormon community church and other powerful people like this, Mr. Levitt, of raping young children and uh abusing them and killing them and just i mean we're gonna i'm gonna share some of it with you but it's really disturbing and i'll link to the documents you can look it up for yourself but at the moment we don't know for a fact that david levitt is involved in anything i want to make that clear um this i can't prove that for a fact at at all so i'm not i'm not don't sue me don't accuse me of saying that this man is uh is is 100 involved i don't know that But what I do know is that we are at a point now where he is seems to be very determined not to uh, investigate this case or at least to dismiss it. And he seems very uh, concerned that him and his wife are going to be listed in there. And so, again, he preemptively comes out and holds his own press conference and says, we need to get rid of this sheriff because he's abusing his power. Uh, You know, they're going to name me and my wife. And that's just crazy. Well, I looked into Mr. Levitt to see what else he's been involved in. And you know what I found? David Levitt. There he is again in that picture for those watching the screen. He uh, is, again, the county attorney. He's been the county attorney for a couple years, I think since 2018. And this was reported May, March 2020. Top county Utah county cops at odds over dismantling of special victims unit, the SVU. Sheriff, the same sheriff that we're talking about now, calls the move frustrating. But county attorney says it's part of a broader overhaul. The Utah county attorney's office has dissolved its special victims unit, which was, guess what? focused on prosecuting sex crimes and domestic violence, a move that critics say is harmful to victims and threatens community safety. And Utah County Sheriff Mike Smith, the same sheriff that's investigating this ritualized sexual abuse says, quote, it's been really successful for, for us. So to see that torn apart to a degree has been frustrating. There, there are our most, these are our most vulnerable in our society when we're talking about sex abuse against children and women. That's why where our emphasis needs to be and it is on them and making it better for them. So, yeah, this is David Levitt comes in. He says, you know, and again, they've put out statistics claiming that since he's come to office, things are better. But who in the world thinks it makes any sense to shut down a unit that is, as the sheriff described, made up of specific attorneys and uh, investigators and people who have specialties, you know, specialize in child abuse and trafficking and things like that so they can take on these cases. And he comes in and one of the first things he does is shut down the special victims unit. So that's one of the reasons he's been criticized now. That's why he is saying that this is all political because it is true that in Utah, the primary elections are coming up. I think it's June 28th and that uh, David Levitt is up for re-election. And so they're saying they're just trying to get, take me out of office. So they're coming at me. Um, I think this is going to continue beyond that. I hope so. I hope that the sheriff isn't just threatening this investigation and going to do nothing because just the other day, the Utah County Attorney, uh, the Utah Sheriff's Office also said that they received more than 100 tips since the sheriff held the press conference just two weeks ago. So 100 tips. So that means we know for a fact people are reaching out. I've had people reach out to me, guys, and send me their stories. And I'm not ready to share those stories. I need permission for people to you know, to share other people's stories. But rest assured, other people are sending me info and saying, hey, I lived in Utah in this area, and this is something I remember. There's parts of it I don't remember. I think I might have been involved in something. And then more than 100 tips coming into the sheriff's office. So this is something real. And the guy who's telling you it's fake—it's uh, the you know the story was all about some crazy, mental, tragically mentally ill person. He came in and he shuts down the special victims unit that's dedicated to sex crimes. All right, here's another story I found. It's titled "She sought justice after years of feeling unsafe, but says the Utah County attorney got in the way." And this was just reported like literally just days ago. Um, and it, what it basically says is this: woman, a Utah woman she was being stalked by mark stewart allen uh, it's an old boyfriend of hers and basically she was trying to get help from the utah authorities and utah county attorney david levitt the same man who's now you know saying he's not a cannibal he met up with the woman and tried to make her you know strike up a deal and basically said like hey instead of this guy facing the felony that he's, you know, because he's been harassing her and he's apparently been harassing her for years is what this woman said, even though they only dated very briefly. So she met in 2020 with David Levitt apparently, and he tried to give her a deal, said, hey, look, let's just do this lesser kind of action. He won't face a felony now, but he could if in the future, if he comes and bothers you again. And so, um, you know, Levitt is claiming that he tried to do this, this arrangement, excuse me, to help the woman. And also because jury trials were on hold because of the pandemic. Um, However, the woman says that there's a conflict of interest that Levitt, again, the county attorney, acknowledged in her meeting that the aggressor, this guy who's been uh, harassing this woman, was actually a a Latter-day Saint mission companion. That's the Mormon. So basically, this guy knew him in uh, through the Church of Mormon, that the guy who's stalking the woman happened to be uh, a friend of his brother. So there's like some connection. And the woman says, quote, how is that not a conflict of interest? The whole situation didn't feel right. So they go on and see like how this woman is, um, you know, trying to file suit now. But I mean, that's just another example. This guy seems corrupt and dirty. He's got, you know, his buddies, he's looking out for his Mormon buddies or his friend's buddies. I think it's, you know, and I'm not, again, trying to attack anybody, whether whatever your beliefs are, religion or anything like that, because but the fact is that the pedophile um, trafficking, the abuse phenomenon is real, and there's been, I was reporting recently about it happening. There was a big uh, story and uh, investigation about the Southern Baptist Church. I've covered stories about the Jehovah's Witnesses. I actually found a website recently called, I think, Truth and Transparency that's uh, all about documenting abuses, not only sexual abuses, but different kinds of abuses from the Mormon Church and the Jehovah's Witnesses. Obviously, we have the Catholic stories, like this thing happens, and I do think that you know, I'm not trying to say that all the those religion religious organizations or institutions are. Perhaps they are all corrupted. Um, I don't trust them. I don't trust the, trust the leadership. Obviously, not every single person who holds those beliefs is involved in that, though. I think that should go without saying, but I'm going to say it just because somebody else will be like, "Oh, don't not all Mormons or you know whatever, uh, don't lump us all in." And I don't want to lump anybody in, but clearly. People in positions of power, whether they're Mormons, Catholics, et cetera, when they do messed up things like this, they cover up for their buddies and they, um, you know, they're not looking out for you. So, again, that's Utah County attorney guy here on the left who is saying I'm not a cannibal and he is outing himself saying that the investigation that Utah Sheriff Mike uh, Smith is, is having right now, that it somehow involves him. And he said, "I'm listed in the documents. Me and my wife are, and it accuses us of being cannibals, of murderers, and you know all that stuff." And this is what I wrote in the article. And um, Sh- Sheriff Mike Smith said, "quote I want you all to hear this." He said, "Don't be misled uh, by statements that Levitt that are sensational." Statements by Levitt that are sensational. The main focus of this investigation is child sexual abuse. Several times David Levitt named himself and mentioned cannibalism and murder. This investigation is about child sexual abuse, right? So the case in question, now I'm going to show you guys these documents. The case in question, as I write in here, relates to uh, allegations of a man named David Hamblin. Let me see where I got it here. Yeah, David Hamblin and his accusations that he was raping family members and other people. He's supposedly a therapist. And uh, you see this was reported back in 2012 when he was arrested. A quote, a Provo man was arrested this earlier this week on several rape charges stemming from incidents in the 1990s. He was being charged with 12 counts of rape of a child, sodomy of a child, attempted sodomy of a child, two counts of aggravated sexual abuse. So this guy is getting caught And back in 2012. By 2014, they have to dismiss it, as I said, because it was sort of a – a clerical thing; they couldn't get files. There was somebody just holding things up, and all of a sudden, you know, they just couldn't get it to prosecute. So they dismissed it with the notice that it could be brought back later, right? And as I mentioned here in the article, that these accusations of ritualized sexual abuse in Utah go back to the 1980s and the 1990s. And again, it's easy to dismiss these things as just the satanic panic. Uh, and some of those things surely were not all accurate, as I found out with my work on the finders. But very much so, there are real cases indeed. There are real situations where people are being um, abused in this ritualistic way and in a way that involves sometimes people in power, law enforcement, politicians, et cetera, uh, being involved or at the least knowing about it, covering for it. In the case of the finders, it was uh, the um, uh, the intelligence community covering up for the finders. And I documented that in my documentary, Who Will Find What the Finder Size? But this do- this article is from 1991, tells are bizarre, but but true, deputy says, and so my point with showing that is that this case has been going on right for a long time. Well, I want to give thanks to Jenny Hatch, jennyhatch.substack.com. I will. I will admit I'm not familiar with her work. This was passed on to me through another uh, contact, and uh, she apparently produces content. You can see she's talked about the Utah situation quite a bit. Uh, she writes about Trump and. Um, some other things she's talking about the Mormons. There's a documentary out called Under the Banner of Heaven, which is about the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints. That's the Mormon church. So she's been following the situation. She talks about uh, Utah sexual abuse. You can see here she's following it, Utah cannibalism. There's a couple things I want to mention though here. Um, excuse me, let me go back. And so you can see here though, at the very top, she has this No More Secrets. It's posted right now. And again, I will share this link. If you just go to jennyhatch.substack.com, you can see it's the top post, and you can click there and go ahead and download the zip the zip drive, the zip files of what I'm about to show you, the actual case files. This is not the current investigation. I want to make that clear. These are not the files to the current investigation being uh, taking place by the Utah County Sheriff's Office, because that would be stupid, because I don't want to interfere with the, a police investigation, especially any potential police investigation that might actually lead to people being brought to justice, but you can download those files. And these files are related to the 2012 case against David Hamblin. Now I'm gonna show you guys this. Uh, let's see if that's working. Okay, here you go. What you're seeing on screen guys is the file that I downloaded. And this is literally, this is what you what I'm telling you is that Jenny Hatch's uh, website right now, you can go check it out. And um, excuse me, let me push that up. You can, this is just hundreds of files. So it's all the police report, it, a lot of it's redacted, of course. There's names taken out. They got a statement from David Hamlin himself. The victim's report, there's victim statement one, two, three, all the way to victim statement eight. And I have not had time to go through every single piece of this just yet. There's quite a bit. Some of these documents are hundreds of pages or you know dozens of pages themselves. But again, I've downloaded the file. I encourage you to download it yourself so this information's out there. The local news media, they're trying to be careful in Utah County. They're not releasing this. They're talking about it. They won't name David Hamblin. I don't know why. I mean, I guess at this point they're trying to protect him because technically, although he's accused of 20 counts of rape and sodomy, he hasn't been found guilty of that in a court of law. So at this point, as is the tradition in a free place like the United States, free-ish place like the United States, he is assumed until proven guilty. That's what the case is. I'm not going to sit here and say I know for sure that he is guilty of what he's accused of or that Mr. Levitt is guilty of what he's accused of. Um, I don't know those facts. And so I won't speak irresponsibly like that. That's not what a journalist does. But what I will do is show you guys some of the report that names David Levitt. So you can just be aware of what they're talking about. Because again, like it doesn't seem like the local media wants to go into there, they don't want to feed into the speculation. But I trust that my audience is intelligent enough to know that what I'm sharing here are alleged these are allegations from anonymous victims that we don't know the names of who are claiming that David Levitt among other people again David Levitt is now with the top law enforcement officer in Utah County his brother was the governor of Utah for 3 years his father's also an important person in Utah they're connected to the Mormon church Um, you know, and there's also other things we could talk about guys, like uh, going back into the history of this, I will be writing subsequent articles looking further into these claims. Like I showed you from 1991, I want to go back and talk to some of these law enforcement officers who were back there making these claims and investigating it back in the nineties and see if they have anything to say. Now, if there's any information, if they want to talk to me on the record, off the record, um, and then there's also something called the Pace Memo that was that I'm going to write an article about and do another video. That'll be the next video in this series. I'm going to try to keep this to half an hour, so we're going to shut down in just a couple of minutes. But the next video will be looking even deeper at the history of these accusations in the Utah County area um, and and this these allegations that there are uh, cults, ritualized sex cults doing this abuse. All right, guys. So with that said, what we're looking at here, you can see my screen now is the victim statement number three. Um, I'm going to just show you the top so you can see what it looks like and we're going to come back down to the page 49 because that's where it names David Levitt. So as you see, it says, I am the third of redacted where we were victims of and witnesses to many methods of abuse, torture, and even murder. The people who should have protected me and blank from such acts Moreover, these people belong to a group of satanic worshipers where they invited their friends and others from their group to participate in the abuse of somebody and me. This record describes only some of the experiences I had from the time I was a child up until the other person and I were free from so-and-sos and their group's enslavement. So, like I said, this is pretty dark stuff, guys. And what I'm about to read to you is dark. And the reason I do this, guys, I'm not trying to sensationalist. I'm definitely not doing this for the clicks or the hits, because it honestly makes me sick. But it's because if these things are true, just like with the finders, you know, people had to experience these things. And we don't stop it by paying, not paying attention. And, you know, I don't know how to stop it necessarily. But we need to know these things are happening. And I'm glad that there is a sheriff department that is willing to talk about it and claim they're going to invest it. And I investigate And I hope that, um, I hope that that's what we're going to see happen, but I'm going to read you this. So this person talks about somebody under the name Rosie, Rosie Hamlin, which I believe was David and Rosie Hamlin. This is a couple again, David was the therapist who was being accused of raping uh, uh, dozens of children back in the two thousands. Rosie would also try to get clients for herself, but didn't have as many. For an older man and sometimes woman that she thought she could seduce, she would try to get money from them and leave the ones that were only after child abuse for appointments with us. There were also a lot of people who were interested in somebody, and they would pay for sex with this person. Or even to watch David and or Rosie abuse us, and then the clients would sometimes join in. Clients would also pay for these live performances and for them and their friends. And it would often become an orgy when that happened. Live performances from the pornography videos David and Rosie would make were really popular, as well as the animal, often cat and kitten, and the baby something orgy they would make us do. A lot of people like to see violence, torture, or us looking afraid and screaming while we were put these kinds of performances on for friends too, especially if they were trying to get something from them. Somebody, Steve, often called Rosie, and somebody, the hen and all her chicks, since we lived in what he and Joe Benyon called the hen house. He, and this is where David Levitt, the current county attorney of Utah is named, he, David Levitt, and Joe Benyon would all jokingly call Rosie Madam to talk about her as running a prostitute house. And they, the person kind of names experience number 15, setting up appointments between the years of 1993 and 95 at the Provo house two times people involved, David Levitt. And so they go on, you know, and um, I mean, when you go through here, guys, I mean, it's, there's some pretty dark stuff. Like it it straight up describes, like, I don't know if they ever say how old this person was whenever they, um, uh, whenever they, they were being put through this. I haven't, like I said, I haven't even had time to really dig all the way in and it's a lot and it takes, you know, some, you have to take breaks. You read a little bit of this and you got to take a break. You got to go get high. You got to do something. You got to relax or something because, you know, I'm just kind of scrolling through for those of you who are seeing, you see, it's like, uh, one of the ceremonies was a celebration for somebody's rebirth or something he or someone in their group of friends had accomplished, but everyone was celebrating, drinking, eating lots of food. Then they se- started the ceremony. This time it was done downstairs. All several other ceremonies had been upstairs everyone sat in a half circle facing the people performing the drama part of the endowment randall lake loved to play the part of satan which he did redacted play of eve this time and was severely beaten when the ceremony turned into an orgy i was vaginally raped by two of randall lake's male friends from salt lake rosie sucked her finger in my vagina then she Lee sucked on my vagina i mean like i don't think a kid or somebody's just gonna make like these are there's 150 pages, guys. Here, you'd have to have a pretty detailed imagination. These are deep, these are describing more than 50 d- different experiences for this one victim. There's eight different victims listed in here, and I'm sure there are more who maybe didn't get you know, didn't report or didn't talk about it. Um, so look, I'm going to read another little part. It says, uh, this, this is kind of the beginning. It says, um, since the police began their investigation of the crimes I've been a victim to and witnessed, I've seen many people from so-and-so's say, satanic ritual groups outside my and redacted's house watching us, sitting in front of our house in cars. Due to the threats made during my entire life, this has been alarming to me and causes me to fear for mine and redacted in community safety. I have written the experiences contained in this document as quickly and thoroughly as possible, With a lifetime of experience such as the ones below, it would take months and even years to write down every experience that I have. During the investigation into Redacted, I have been working several different part-time jobs, enrolled in a full-time master's program and had many other responsibilities. Despite these duties, I have sought to make it my priority to record my experiences and bring to light the evil crimes that I have seen and been victim to. To the best of my ability, I'm going to relate the inner workings of the church with the satanic ritual groups that so-and-so and the grandparents belonged to. They would refer to the church as the church of Satan, the devil, or Lucifer. I will also share some of these experiences I had on a daily basis. Um, and it goes on to say, so-and-so and I were taught the doctrines of this satanic church. One of the main doctrines and the goals of the group that I have experience with is to destroy people's faith in Jesus Christ and to destroy other people's lives in general. Redacted and redacted taught us from a very young age that Satan loved us. And because we were born into our, quote, high ranking family in Satan's church, we were above most people. We were also taught that everyone would try and take our power and positions and to stop anyone who tried. And yeah, I mean, it goes on. And um, like I said, I've been contacted by some people recently who have been describing their own individual personal experiences with um, this kind of thing. And I I do encourage you, if you feel like it will help to contact the Utah County Sheriff's Office and um, share your story if you have something to share. If you want to share it with me as a you know as a journalist, you can be anonymous, you can share your story, and I want to get these words out. Now, I want to have some way to verify, so I'm not just going to share every random person that reaches out to me and claims something. That would be irresponsible. But at the same time, I know many of you do have testimonies to share that need to be heard that might be very similar to this. And so I want to encourage you to reach out to me if that's something you would like to do. Um, and again, this is this is all coming from this document, the documents that have now been shared publicly from on Jenny Hatch's uh, Substack. They were not previously public. Uh, you know, I talked to some of the investigators in uh, in Utah County, and they said they didn't want to make them public. I talked to another source. Uh, thankfully, I was able to get them, and I will continue to review them. And as I said in subsequent videos, upcoming videos about this investigation. As you notice, the title of this is simply. Uh, Utah investigation, uh, ritual, Utah County ritualized sexual abuse investigation update one. I know that's a mouthful, but just look for update two soon because I'm going to go. We're going to start looking even deeper into these documents. We're going to look into the history of these kinds of things, including the PACE uh, memo and um, some of these other reports. And I see some comments. If you know people who need to talk to me about this, you can encourage them to reach out to me at Into the Light. At protonmail.com, into the light at protonmail.com. And I would love to collaborate with anybody who has stories to share on this. Again, my expertise has more been about the finders and Epstein. I'm not as familiar yet with these cases, but I will be very soon. So I encourage you to continue to follow me at theconsciousresistance.com. This is where I produce all my content. This report with the sources of everything I looked at today will be posted here by the end of the evening. And all of my future reports will be there as well, guys. Thank you so much for supporting me and I hope you will continue to do so. If you can support us, visit resistancecom slash invest and please allow us to continue to do this work um, with your support into the future. Guys, like I said, these stories are dark. They're difficult. They're not fun. And the reason I stay on them, the reason I focus on them is because in this case, I don't think this is just some QAnon, 4chan, random, you know, look at this picture. It might be something or I heard a rumor on the internet this is a sheriff's office publicly, you know, calling for an investigation and investigating, actively investigating with the FBI. They claim, which doesn't give me much hope, but uh, we'll see. To look into ritualized child sexual abuse, could it be a political ploy? Sure. Could it be a distraction? Sure. Could it be something else we're not seeing? Sure. But at the moment, it seems like there is more to the story, and somebody, David Levitt, and maybe other people in his office are trying to get us to think this is all just the talking, the raving of a crazy mentally ill person. There's nothing to see here, but I know there's more to it and I know you guys feel it too. So if you will stay with me, I will continue to report on this guys. Until next time, thank you so much for your time, your attention. I appreciate you. And remember, you are powerful, you are beautiful, and you are free. Peace, my friends. Since 2012, the Conscious Resistance Network has been an independent media organization focused on empowering individuals through education, philosophy, health, and community organizing. We work to create a world where corporate and state power do not rule over the lives of free human beings. Our motto is leading by example and helping others in their pursuit of freedom. Visit theconsciousresistance.com to find our articles, documentaries, interviews, podcasts, books, and more. Remember, you are powerful, you are beautiful, and you are free.